Welcome to the CC Broadcast, a part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. This week, Pastor Tim Butker takes a break from his series, The Roman Road, to give a special Valentine's message, The Marvel and Wonder of Marriage. We welcome you again to the CC Broadcast as we invite you to join us in turning our hearts towards the Lord in worship and praise and opening His Word and inviting Him to speak to us. We're taking a break today from our journey down the Roman road in Paul's letter to the believers in Rome, and we're celebrating in this unique month of February that's often known as the month of love. We're celebrating the marvel and wonder of marriage. We're glad to have you with us. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity to come before you and invite you to speak to us by the power of your Spirit. We know it is in grace and kindness that you have revealed to us so much in your word, created us as human beings in your image, and then sent your Son for the redemption of our lives. We give you praise, Lord, and now help us give you our attention for the time we have set aside here. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder. Thy power throughout the universe displayed Then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee How great Thou art, how great Thou art Then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee How great Thou art, how great Thou art When Christ shall come With shout of acclamation And take me home What joy shall fill my heart Then I shall bow With humble adoration celebrate the marvel and wonder of marriage, we return to the genesis of all things and the beginning, the genesis of marriage. In Genesis 2, 
verses 18 through 25 today. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all of the wild animals and all of the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up that place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. And the man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked and felt no shame. Now in Matthew 19, Jesus was asked about marriage. Verses 1 through 6, when Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went into the region of Judea to the other side of the Jordan. Large crowds followed him and he healed them there. Some Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. The word of our Lord. And who 
month of February, we're celebrating, of course, we just did Valentine's Day here in the United States. And many understand this to be the month of love, even around the world. It was the 8th century Galician Sacramentary that recorded the celebration of the Feast of St. Valentine on February 14th. And this date has stayed the same ever since. It is thought that this time of year was picked in association with the singing lovebirds of early spring starting to appear in the colder winter climates during this month. Now, when we celebrate the marvel and wonder of marriage, we're fully aware that not everyone is called into the marriage union. And even the scriptures highlight there are some benefits to not being married. But we must look at the institution of marriage as God designed it and celebrate it according to his word. He tells us to do this. He tells us to honor him in all that he's created. And all of creation was designed to give him glory and praise and honor. So if you're listening to this today and you're not married, I I hope it's a word of encouragement to you to honor and respect what God has designed in marriage. And we want to encourage you as well that God has made us as unique individuals to flourish and live before him and honor him all in unique ways. And there's no one else like you or like anyone in the history of the world. And your uniqueness is a unique reflection of the image of God that you are stewarding as well. But when a person enters a marriage union, they enter what the Bible describes as a mystery and somewhat of a wonder. And so we we go back to the beginning to marvel and wonder at marriage today. Genesis says this, in the beginning, God created. All things came from him. He is the genesis of all things. Through his spoken word, there became light and darkness. Then there became water and land, and he separated these waters from the land and formed together all that we know of as the created and seen order. And it's marvelous and wonderful. He even said it himself. It was good, and he enjoyed it. And then after putting the land separated from the sea and causing springs to come forth on the land and water and nurture plant life, he put you know, fish in the sea and land animals on the land and birds in the sky. And then Genesis 1.27 says he created mankind in his own image. In the image of himself, of God, he created them, male and female. Now, how did he do this? Genesis 2 goes more specifically. It says, the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. I don't know if you've ever been out playing in the dust, but I have a little grandson who likes to go out in our driveway, and we have a gravel driveway that has a lot of dust on it in the summer. And he'll go out and he'll run dust through his fingers and little rocks through his fingers. And he'll just kind of marvel at that creation, that dirt that's there. Somehow God formed man from the dust of the ground. It's a miraculous creation. And he breathed into this being, into his nostrils, inspired him. The word inspire literally means to breathe into. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. You know, life itself is miraculous. It's supernatural. It's it's a wonder. It's a marvel. 
But then God observed for the first time in all of creation that something wasn't good. And he said in Genesis 2.18, in our recording of his revelation, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now, everything had been formed out of the dust of the ground. All living creatures up to this point had been formed from the dust of the earth, but not the woman. She was formed differently here. Genesis 2.21 records it this way. The Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, it's the first anesthetic and surgery performed. While he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs from his side, and then he closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. Just a side note right here. This text tells us that God himself is the great matchmaker. And if you're out there listening today and you're wondering about a spouse for you, can I encourage you to seek the great matchmaker, the one who knows all and sees all? Notice the very first marriage was arranged by him. And if you read through the scriptures, there are many marriages that are brought to fruition by God himself through people who were seeking him. He brought the woman to the man. Now, this is a great mystery, friends. The woman was created out of the flesh of man. I don't know what all happened here. God said it was not good that his image was in one being. God himself exists in a three-part being. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. The mystery of the Trinity, the three in one. But then he put his image into one being and it wasn't good. And so he separated this image from the first man into another being, into a created woman. I don't know if he just pulled flesh out of there or some of his feminine characteristics and he left more masculine characteristics in the man, but something mysterious is going on here. God put his image into one and then separated into two and they were made for each other, suitable for each other. And then God brought this new creation to the man. And the man said, now, the man had naming rights. He'd named all the living creatures up to that time. And whatever he called them, God gave them that name. And now the man looked at this new creation standing before him. And he said, this is now bone of my bones. I mean, literally taken out of his rib, flesh of my flesh, taken out of his flesh. A marvelous, unique creation. The only one created in this way. She was bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because it literally means taken out from man. <laughs> such a marvel and wonder, friends. Such a, such a mystery. And then God himself declared what marriage is. I mean, we weren't there. We didn't get a vote. Our opinion didn't matter. We weren't even, we were a thought in his mind. He knew us then. But he is designing the order of creation himself. And here's what he says now about marriage. He says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, be united or cleave to his wife, and they will become one flesh. I want to make a couple observations here as we celebrate the marvel and wonder of marriage. I mean, there is some mystery to it, friends. We'll never totally understand it. If you're out there today, and you're in a marriage union, I want, I want to encourage you today. You are part of something that God made from the very beginning. And by God's design, we can say this, by God's design, 
a marriage between a man and a woman in all of creation, in all of creation declares the glory of God. But this unique relationship between a man and a woman made in the image of God, male and female, where he brings them back together as one in this covenant of marriage. This relationship is by God's design, the most perfect representation of the image of God in all of creation. I mean, it is the most visible reflection of the nature of God that we have to see in all of creation. And of course, the scripture says all of creation gives testimony to who God is like and what he's like so that we have no excuse to know that he's there, that he created us and we're in his image. It's a marvel and a wonder. And this is why Paul wrote, or the writer of Hebrews, we don't exactly know for sure who wrote it, but in Hebrews 13, 4, the writer said this, the marriage bed should be honored by everyone. I mean, not only is it the most perfect representation of the image of God in all of creation, but we see here it is also the first social institution, social structure laid by God in the history of the world. And we know so clearly that as goes biblical marriage between a man and a woman, so goes culture. And so the writer of Hebrews simply said the marriage bed should be honored by everyone. Every marriage union between a man and a woman is an individual brick laid in the social structures of our societies, and it is a foundational brick that the society, the culture is built on. And so we should honor it. Individuals should honor it. We in the marriages ourselves should honor our marriages. Our churches should honor our marriages. Our states should honor our marriages. Our businesses should honor our marriages because this is part of the fabric that holds a culture together. There are numerous studies about this that have been published. One of them looks back for centuries and sees that if marriage gets slowly degraded and the idea of an exclusive union between a man and a woman gets shunned or degraded, put aside in a civilization, that civilization will slowly start to degrade internally from immorality. And it will last somewhere between 70 and 90 years. I mean, the research shows this clearly. It's interesting. The 104th Congress of the United States issued a study in 1996 that was looking at why there was such a rapid increase in the number of children on welfare in America. The ultimate findings of this study simply said this, the number of children on welfare in the United States is increasing so rapidly because the number of children born to unmarried women is increasing so rapidly. And the number one finding of the study was simply this, marriage between a man and a woman is the foundation of a successful society. Now, they could have looked in Genesis and known that and could have saved a lot of money on that study. The marriage bed should be honored by everyone. We're encouraging you today. If you're not married, can you work to support and encourage and care for those in your lives that are married? And if you are married, we want to encourage you to keep working at it. Keep seeking God for love and patience and kindness with your spouse. Keep seeking him for for that tenderness you need and forgiveness you need at times, that unlimited grace that husbands and wives need to show to each other. I mean, there is something about this mystery of marriage we'll never figure out. But I want want to tell you today, friends, it's under attack. This union is under attack, and, and it's a spiritual war around this union. I mean, there is one who hates 
the idea of marriage because it is the most perfect representation of the image of God. And our marriages are not taking place just like our lives. They're not taking place on a playground, but in the middle of a massive spiritual war over what God has revealed to us to be true and all kinds of lies and deceptions that would lead us down the road of enslavement and oppression. (laughs) There is this idea of marriage that's being batted around in our culture. But the real, the real depth and truth of the matter is we didn't design it in the beginning. It is a creation of Almighty God designed to give him, give him glory and praise and honor. And when a marriage grows and matures and reflects more, not only God's relationship with the church, but also reflects his nature in the world, many, many are blessed by it. I mean, it's hard to describe the power and legacy of a marriage that matures and goes the distance and leaves a mark. My wife and I are both fortunate to have both of our parents still alive and still married. And I can't even describe to you how impactful it is to us to watch them continue to mature in their love for each other, caring for one another, and the shelter their love has provided for their children over the years. It is an absolute marvelous wonder. It's part of God's nature and God's design. King Solomon saw this and totally agreed. I mean, he said this in Proverbs 30, verses 18 and 19. He said, there are three things too wonderful for me, four that I can't even comprehend. They're so marvelous. He said the way of an eagle in the sky. I don't know if you've seen an eagle flying, but it's, it's marvelous. It's, it's wonderful. The way of a snake on a rock. Have you seen a snake slither and move, yet its body doesn't feel like it's moving, yet as it slithers, it projects itself. And he said the way of a ship at a sea, if you've ever been out in a great ocean and even a large ship, it feels like a little pea floating out there. These things are hard to comprehend. The way of an eagle in the sky, a snake on a rock and a ship on a sea. But then he mentions the fourth thing, the way of a man with a woman. A few years back, I was at home visiting my parents and I got the opportunity to ride with them on about a one-hour trip to an event we were going to and I sat in the back seat my father was driving my mother was sitting in the passenger seat and as I sat there a song came on the radio and that song just broke me I want to play that song for you now it's a song sung by many different people over the years but it's a song about the legacy that a marriage union, a marvelous and wonderful marriage union can leave if it goes the distance and continues to mature in the love of God. Let's listen to this song and then I'll have a closing prayer. They married back in 32 They were young And love was new And every day The feeling grew between the two of them When work grew scarce And times got bad The hope would chase Away the sad And hope was sometimes All they had Between the two of them
forties came and the fifties went and the mortgage note replaced the rent and they made the most of each day spent between the two of them their children all Turned out just fine So he retired In 69 And left with oh so Little time Between the two of them Today I braved the graveyard rain And placed a rose between their names Now that's the most that ever came Between the two of them And oh I miss them Oh, so much His crooked smile Her gentle touch And the pleasure of just Growing up Between the two of them Heavenly Father, we thank you today for this gift of marriage, and we pray specifically today for those that are struggling in some way around this unique relationship, those that are hurting because they're not married and they wish they were, or those that are in a marriage that's painful for them, or those that are dealing with the loss and the pain and the hurt of a a lost spouse. Father, Thank you for those marriages that have been an example to us. Thank you for our spouses, those of us that have them. Father, we need your help as we carve out this unique relationship, this side of eternity. For all those married couples that are listening or married persons that are listening, give them the grace and strength to continue to grow in their marriage unions. And for all that are listening, Father, Help us come to that point where we can do what you've invited us to do. Honor the marriage bed and honor this unique institution that you have given us. We praise you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, this is Matt Reister, Executive Director for Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Thanks for tuning in to today's broadcast. We're here to proclaim Jesus Christ as Redeemer of the world and to promote the truth of God's Word. In addition to this weekly broadcast, we want to mention two podcasts which you can listen to for free on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our mobile app, the Christian Crusaders app, which can be downloaded from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. The CC Podcast Daily Dose features short devotions from an overview of the Bible and the the CC Podcast Conversations features inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. You can listen to those interviews and over 60 others, as well as our daily Bible overview devotion and this broadcast, along with archive broadcasts from former preachers on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our free mobile app. 
Today you've been listening to the broadcast transmission of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. We're one of America's longest-running radio ministries on the air since 1936. We are completely donor-funded and donations are tax-deductible. They can be sent to 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, or made online at christiancrusaders.org. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast. We'll be here again next week at the same time. And until then, may God richly bless you.